Whether it's hiring me to speak at your next sales kickoff or delivering one of my high impact story selling workshops for your sales team virtually or in person, then don't worry, I've got your back, okay? Head on down to www.theravirajani.com forward slash contact to book a complimentary discovery call to learn more about how I can help you and your sales team sell more with story. Welcome to the Influential Communicator Podcast, where my mission is to help B2B salespeople sell more by becoming authentic storytellers and impactful communicators without suppressing who they truly are or their values. I'm your host, Ravi Rajani, and without further wait, let's get into it. A lot of salespeople and sales leaders these days are getting asked to go up on stage virtually or in person and represent their company by giving a high-impact keynote or presentation. But here's the thing, man. Here's the thing. You need to be unique. You need to be different, and you need to be captivating. And in today's episode of the Influential Communicator Podcast, what I really wanted to do was teach you my specific six-step process for structuring a high-impact presentation. What's good, ladies and gents? What's good? Welcome to another episode of the show. I'm your host, Ravi Rajani. Without further wait, let's get into it, man. Let's get into it. So I think what's pretty cool about the structure I'm about to give you, and I'm biased, is that I've taught this to so many sales leaders and speakers and salespeople, and it's been highly successful. So I'm not teaching you something which I think might work. I'm teaching you something that has been trialed and tested by myself and others. So, hey, you know this works, man, so use it. You know what I'm saying? So picture this, okay? Let's take it back for a second. Let's take it back. Let's take it back. That's me taking it back, right? So we're going to rewind to the following moment, okay? You have just been asked to deliver a 60-minute presentation in front of a 100 of your ideal clients at a trade show, for example, okay? Now, instead of going straight to the PowerPoint deck, right? Instead of going straight to death by PowerPoint and feeling busy versus actually being productive, here's the first thing I'd like you to think about, okay? You have a 60-minute presentation. You're not going to develop a 60-minute presentation. What you're first going to do is cut that duration by 10%, all right? 10%. So you're actually developing a 54-minute presentation. All right. Why? Because you want to account for laughter because you're funny. I know you're funny, right? You want to account for laughter. You want to account for tech mess ups. You want to account for audience participation. You want to account for pauses. You want to account for all of the unknown. Okay. And the worst thing is, is when you're speaking like this so fast because you know you've only got a short amount of time to deliver your presentation. You don't want to do that because it creates anxiety for you and in turn, your audience. It's not a good look, okay? So the first thing I'd like you to think about is cutting your presentation length and talk time by 10%, okay? So we're in agreement that you are developing a 54-minute presentation, okay? Then what do you do? Well, you need to think about your presentation like a story. It has a beginning, it has a middle, and it has an end. So That is your structure, okay? And then there's segments which go into that structure, which I'm going to teach you in a second. So we have an introduction, we have the main content, and we have the conclusion. Now, on average, and you can play around with these percentages, but your introduction should be 20% of the 54 minutes. 
Your main content should be 75% of the 54 minutes and your conclusion should be 5% of the 54 minutes. So you can work that out. My math isn't that good to do it that quickly for you, but you can work that out, right? Now, remember, you can play around with the percentages to figure out what works for you. This isn't a formula. I'm not about formulas. I'm about frameworks, then creating freedom within the framework and then breaking it and creating your own. All right. So recap, cut the talk time by 10%. Then you have an intro, you have the main content, you have the conclusion. 20%, 75%, and 5% of the 54 minutes. Sound good? Nod your head. Nod your head if you're with me. Okay, you should be nodding your head if you're listening or watching this, right? Now, what goes into the intro, what goes into the main content, and what goes into the conclusion? Well, I have six modules, which we call it in the world of speaking, six modules which go into each of those elements, which will create a complete structure for you. So inside of the introduction, we have two things you need to think about. Module number one is starting with a personal story. Okay. Starting with a personal story. Now, not just any story. Okay. This isn't this one time at Bandcamp. No, 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 no. This isn't American Pie. This isn't Michelle from American Pie. These are specific stories which are relevant to your ideal client. Okay. Relevant to the human being you're trying to impact and connected to their million dollar problem. Okay. So, let me give you an example. Let's say if you are a salesperson or you run a video marketing agency, okay? And your ideal clients are CEOs of businesses around the five to $25 million mark, okay? So you're in a room filled with these clients. Now, you could share a story and say, here's why video is important. This one time I wasn't doing video. Now I'm doing video on social media and my business exploded. You could do that, but arguably that is highly predictable. Instead, you could do the following. Think about the underlying, the underlying root cause of that problem, okay? Think about the underlying root cause of that problem. So for your audience, it could be imposter syndrome. Secretly, the CEOs are struggling with imposter syndrome, which is preventing them from putting themselves out there to the public right? They don't want to be seen. They want to be invisible. Okay. So do you have a personal story about a time in your life where you were struggling to be visible and seen because of imposter syndrome? And once you overcame it, it created incredible results in your life. That is an example of how you should look for stories in your personal life, which are connected to the million dollar problem, aka the underlying problem that your ideal clients might be having. Okay. So go beneath the surface and try and find a story which really, really connects to the underlying problem, as I said. Okay. Now, module number two inside of that introduction, which should be about 20% of the 54 minutes, is what I call the movie trailer method. Quite simply, you're teaching the audience what's in it for them. What's in it for them if they give you their attention for the remaining 53 minutes or whatever it might be, okay? So think about teaching them exactly what they have to gain and lose if they give you their attention and if they don't give you their attention. Okay, so for example, you could say, I'm going to teach you three market trends which are really impactful for software companies in 2023. 
No one cares. That's boring. That's not exciting anybody. What you could say is, if you stay with me until the very end, right? I'm going to teach you three specific market trends that if you don't take notice of them, they will cost your SaaS company $98,500 over the next 11 months, right? You see what I'm saying? So give three specific learning objectives just like that and agree with the audience that if you do deliver on those learning objectives that, hey, they would have got something out of the presentation, right? Get them in agreement that, okay, if these three learning objectives are achieved and fulfilled, this is a success for you guys, right? Right? Get them complying to that. So what you're really doing here is giving people a movie trailer a movie trailer of what to expect if they sit down with their butt on that seat and give you their attention for the entire movie, all right? So make sure it's a good movie trailer. Don't do spoilers. I hate the movies which give everything away in the movie trailer and you're like, I don't want to watch the full movie now, right? Or just weak movie trailers which you're like, mm, not sure about that, okay? Remember, the currency is attention. If you don't have it, you can't teach somebody something, okay? So that's the introduction. The personal story and the movie trailer method should account for 20% of that 54 minutes of your presentation. Now, by the way, if you don't want to start with a story, there are plenty of other ways you can start your presentation, right? For example, a shocking statistic, a video, an image, which is connected to the presentation and why you're there today. There's so many different ways, but I truly believe that a story which opens people up to you because it's vulnerable and positions you as a human being versus this speaker who's coming to teach them something, that's where true connection lies. So the purpose of having the story is to focus on open people up emotionally so your ideas get the light of day and so that people see you as a human being just like them, but also as a guide who could solve their problem. All right, you with me? Nod your head, you with me? All right, good stuff. So the second the second element inside of this presentation is the main content, as we spoke about, which should roughly be 75% of the presentation. Now, inside of this, we have two modules, module three and four. Module three here is what I call illuminating the villain. The biggest problem with a lot of presentations is they jump straight into the solution, but they forget to educate their ideal clients on the problem. Because what you have to remember is not everybody is aware that they have a problem. Not everybody is aware that it even exists and not everybody is aware on the magnitude of it and what it's costing them. So think about educating your clients, okay? And this could be through myth busting. This could be through a story. But you really need to illuminate the villain before you present the solution, okay? So let me give you an example. Imagine if I'm a fire extinguisher salesperson. Yep, I said that right. Fire extinguisher salesperson, okay? And I come knocking on your house and I say, hey, Jim, would you like to buy a fire extinguisher? You're like, yeah, I don't need one. Psh, you slam the door in my face. The next day I'm driving past your house and I see that the bush in your garden is on fire. I knock on your door again. I'm like, hey, Jim, yo, it's Rav. Do you remember me from yesterday? I'm that fire extinguisher salesperson. Well, take a look to your left and you'll see that the bush in your garden is on fire, man, and it's spreading. Jim turns to his left and he can see it's spreading. And if he doesn't take action, it's going to burn the whole house down. That is what I'm talking about 
when it comes to illuminating the villain. Tilting your prospect and audience's head to the left so they can actually see the problem. And then there becomes an urgency to actually wanting to solve it. But disclaimer, don't start fires in your prospect's garden, right? That's unethical, right? I'm talking about tilting your prospect's head to the problem versus creating a problem that doesn't exist. That's not ethical. So illuminate the villain, people. Illuminate the villain. Then module four inside of the main content is present your unique method. Now, every company has a secret source to solve their ideal client's problem, right? You should do, right? Nod your head if you got one, right? Think about the companies that you love. They've all got their secret source to solve their ideal client's problem in a way that nobody else can. This is where you present your vehicle, right? This is where you present your vehicle to take your clients from pain to glory, right? And this is where you truly unlock it. For example, it could be your three steps for doing X. It could be your, I don't know, for me, for example, one of the methodologies that I use to implement inside of sales teams is my story selling framework. And story is an acronym, right? S stands for simplify story selling or simplify storytelling in a sales context. T stands for tactically create your story bank. O stands for obtain delivery mastery. R stands for ramp your MVP story and Y stands for yield long-term success, right? So I would arguably present that vehicle, present that vehicle because now people know that a problem exists. Hopefully they want to learn how to solve it, okay? So that is my vehicle to take somebody from pain to glory. So the question is, is what is your vehicle? right? What is your unique mechanism? Because there's two things, by the way, that nobody can compete with you against. Number one is your story. And number two is your unique method. No, nobody can compete with that. That is yours. That is yours and yours only, right? And if you truly own it, boom, beautiful things can happen. Okay. So whatever your steps are to really taking an ideal client from where they are now to where they want to be, map that out. And quite simply, those steps, three to five steps, no more, becomes your secret source to solving your client's problem, okay? Now, that should be the meat of the presentation. That should really be the meat of the presentation. And that alongside illuminating the villain, as I said, should take around 75% of the 54 minutes. Now, the key thing here is, is really structure it in the following way. What's the point you're trying to make? What's the story behind it? And then what does it mean to the people you're trying to impact? PSA, point, story, audience impact. And structure each step inside of your process in that way. So it's methodical. But remember, stories are sticky, right? Stories are sticky. And you really want people to mentally rehearse them in the shoes of the main character of your story right? They want to put themselves in their shoes and mentally rehearse rather what it would look like for them to go from pain to glory, right? You want to future pace them to the promised land so they can move away from pain land. You know what I'm saying? And then we move finally to the conclusion. And inside of the conclusion, which is 5% of your presentation, we have module five and module six. Module five is quite simply a call to action. Now, what's interesting is, is I don't save that until the end, okay? You can if you want to. Remember, this isn't a formula. It's giving you a way to think about it. But you can if you want to, but the call to action is taking people to one 
destination and not ending with it because if you end with it, it's arguably predictable. Now, here's what I mean by that, okay? I have a beautiful dog called Nelly. I love her, man. I absolutely love her. But if I rustle the packet of treats, she comes running in, right? She comes running in. Now, if I put three treats in front of her, she doesn't know what to do. She looks at both of them. She looks back up at me, all three of them rather. And then she looks at them again. She looks back up at me and she doesn't know what to do. She's stuck in analysis paralysis. She takes about one minute to make a decision and then she runs away with one of the treats. Now, that is what your audience are doing when you tell them to book a call with you, sign up for your podcast, receive your free guide on XYZ. It's too much. It creates decision fatigue. Take people to one destination. But here's the key. With your call to action, take them to a destination which meets them where they are at today, not with where you want them to be inside of your sales process, right? So a mentor of mine from back in the day, I worked with him, oof, must have been late 2020, a dude called Scott Oldford. And he has something called the SSF method, right? And the SSF method is pretty simple. It's understanding where your clients are today so you can serve them and ultimately earn the opportunity to solve their problems. So the first S stands for sidewalk. The second S stands for slow lane. And the, well, I was going to say third S. No, F stands for fast lane. So your audience, either in the slow lane or sidewalk rather, the slow lane or the fast lane. Sidewalk is, is I don't really know if I've got a problem. Mm, maybe I do, maybe I don't, but I need to learn more, right? You need to raise their consciousness. So you could actually, as a call to action, give them a piece of short form content to help educate them on their problem. That would usher them to the slow lane. If they're in the slow lane, they're like, yeah, I've got a problem, but I don't think I'm ready to solve it today. For that, you could give them a webinar or a piece of training or whatever it could be to once again, embed you as the person who could be the right individual to solve their problem. But more importantly, raise the awareness or their awareness on the problem at hand. And then that would take them to the fast lane eventually, which is, I've got a problem. I'm ready to scratch that itch today. I just need to figure out if you're the right person to help me. For that, you could, I don't know, position a discovery call, for example, because they're ready for that. So really think about meeting your audience with where they are at today, okay? Now, the sixth part, the final element, or module rather, inside of this framework is create a movement around your message. Think about it. You really want to leave everybody with a great taste in their mouth, which is why we don't end with the call to action in this framework. But also, you want them to walk away with that signature tagline where if somebody said, oh, what was Ravi's presentation about? They would go, oh, I learned this. I walked away with this. You want them to walk away with a core message. So for example, if I want people to walk away with the following idea that the currency of 2023 is attention because you need to learn how to get it, keep it and earn the opportunity to solve your mil a client's million dollar problem. If I want them walking away with that, I could maybe share a short story which embeds that core message or just share it outright. Okay. One, it doesn't explain what I do, but also explains why I do it and the mission I'm on. And here's the thing. People like to buy from people who believe in something because most people, they don't know what they believe in, man. They don't know what they believe in. So inside of the conclusion, we have a call to action and a small segment around creating a movement around your message. So if we put it all together, 
right? We cut the talk time by 10%. And then we've got an intro. We've got the main content and we've got the conclusion. Inside of the intro, you hit them with a story. Then you give them the movie trailer method, okay? And then we go into the main content where you illuminate the villain before you present your unique mechanism to take them from pain to glory. Then you hit them with a conclusion, okay? You hit them with a call to action, one call to action, and then you end with a micro story or a message which creates a movement around your message and mission, all right? You might have to go back and pause a few times and bloop, bloop, Right, really sit down maybe with a pen and paper and map this out and what it looks like for you. But remember, this is a methodical, this is a methodical approach to crafting a high impact presentation. Here's the catch though, before I leave you, all right, here's the catch. If you don't know who you're speaking to, none of this will work. So before all of this, you really need to ask yourself, who am I speaking to? What keeps them up at night? And how can I solve a very specific problem for them in this presentation? Because your presentation has nothing to do with you and how good you look. It should give your audience significance and solve a problem for them. So remember, you need to speak to one person and not everybody. Because when you try and help everybody, you help nobody. You know what I'm saying? I hope you enjoyed today's episode. And I'll see you on the other side next week for probably a guest episode, by the way. Stay tuned. Peace. Oh, okay, okay, hold on. So you thought that this was the part of the show where I say something like, okay, ladies and gentlemen, if you did enjoy the show, then please drop us a review and do share it with a friend. Well, I'll tell you what, that's exactly what I'm going to do. I'm going to be predictable here, okay? Do share it with a friend and do drop us a review if you got some value from today's episode, okay? So if you want to impact people, remember, you need to learn how to influence them first.